For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Parable of the Fig Tree. This is part two of the series. So let's summarize what we've learned so far in the beginning of this teaching. Number one, when asked about the timing of his second coming, Yeshua told his followers to learn a parable of the fig tree. Number two, the nation of Israel and the Torah is likened to a fig tree, and the land of Israel itself is called a land of figs. Number three, when a fig tree is newly planted, it takes three to five years for that fig tree to grow and produce figs. When fully grown, its large leaves provide much shade in the summer. Number four, the idiomatic expression being under your fig tree is a Hebrew idiom for seeking truth and walking in the fruit of the Torah. Number five, when Yeshua cursed the fig tree, it represented the Jewish nation in the first century at the time of Yeshua's ministry, not producing the fruit of the Torah, that is the good deeds of the Torah, which is faith, mercy, loving your neighbors yourself, and setting the captive free, while at the same time failing to recognize Yeshua as being the Messiah and Him living out and manifesting the fruit of the Torah. Number six, there are good figs, meaning the first ripe figs, and the summer figs, and there are bad figs, that is, the green figs that don't produce fruit that fall to the ground when the tree is shaken by the wind. And as a result, the fig tree is associated with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Number seven, there are four Hebrew words which are associated with various stages of growth of the figs of a fig tree. Number eight, in the spring, there are green or unripe figs. Most of these figs fall to the ground. Spiritually, they represent the unrighteous who bear no fruit or who are not walking in the Torah. Number nine, in Israel, a minority of the spring green figs grow and ripen around June. They are called the first ripe figs and they are the sweetest or the best tasting figs. Number 10. At the start of summer, the summer figs begin to grow from the new wood that came from the spring shoots. They are harvested at the end of summer in Israel around August or September. Number 11. The summer figs are dried in the sun and are usually pressed to be eaten in the winter. And finally, number 12, the rebirth of the modern nation of Israel is likened to the fig tree. The birth of the nation in May 1948 is likened to the appearance of the green figs and the new leaves which shoot forth in the spring. The capture of Jerusalem in June 1967 
it being under Jewish control and made the capital of the modern nation of Israel, is likened to the first ripe figs, which ripen around June in and around Jerusalem in Israel. So with this background, we can see how when Yeshua was asked about the sign of his coming, he related it to the stages of a growing season of a fig tree. So back to Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 where it is written, And he, Yeshua, sat upon the Mount of Olives. The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of this present age? In other words, what's the sign of the start of the Messianic era, which is associated with the end of the exile of the twelve tribes of Israel? So the way Yeshua answered the question is he told the parable of the fig tree. So in Matthew chapter 24 verses 32 and 33 it is written, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So likewise you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. And Yeshua went on to say in Matthew chapter 24, verse 34, Verily I say unto you, This generation will not pass till all these things be fulfilled. So since the nation of Israel is likened to a fig tree, we've just seen how the modern nation of Israel, which was reborn on May the 14th, 1948, is likened to the growth of the fig tree in the spring. When its branches are tender and initially appears the green figs, followed by the fig tree putting forth leaves. And the green figs of the springtime will eventually produce what's called the early figs or the first ripe figs, which ripen around June in and around Jerusalem and Israel. And this is likened to Israel gaining control of Jerusalem on June the 7th, 1967 from the Six-Day War. So since Yeshua said in Matthew chapter 24 verse 34 that this generation will not pass to all these things be fulfilled, are we that generation? Are we the last generation of the present age? Or to put it another way, are we the fig tree generation? And is the fig tree generation coming to an end? Well, that's what we're going to explain and answer for you in this teaching on the parable of the fig tree. And in doing so, we are going to relate it to two things. The historical 70-year Babylonian captivity of the southern kingdom, the house of Judah, or the Jewish people, wherein King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon took the Jewish people into captivity in 586 BC. And then we're going to see the association of the end of the exile, which is called by the Jewish people the Messianic Redemption, and how the Babylonian captivity and the redemption, that is the end of the exile of the house of Jacob or all twelve tribes, is associated with the second coming of Yeshua and him setting up his kingdom where he will teach the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem. So before we examine these things in scriptural detail, we want to understand the principle of how these things are related from using once again the concept of gematria. And what is gematria? As we explained earlier, it is a method of scriptural interpretation that is based upon each letter in the Hebrew alphabet having a numerical value, and thus each word in Hebrew having a numerical value, and two words or phrases that have the same numerical value can have a deeper spiritual connection in their relationship with each other. So earlier we looked at the Hebrew word for fig tree, which is te'enah, 
which has a numerical value of 456. So what biblical concepts is associated with the fig tree and its numerical value of 456? Well, we're going to see it is the concept of Babylon plus 70, because the Hebrew word for Babylon is Babel. And Babel is spelled with a bet, which has a numerical value of 2, followed by another bet, which has a numerical value of 2, and the Lamed, which has a numerical value of 30. So the numerical value of Babylon, or Babel, is 34. The Hebrew word for 70 is Shabaim. The Shin has a numerical value of 300. The Bet has a numerical value of 2. The Ayan has a numerical value of 70. The Yod, a numerical value of 10. And the Mem, a numerical value of 40. So the numerical value of Shabaim, or 70 in Hebrew, is 422. So Fig Tree, Te'enah, has a numerical value of 456, which is equivalent to the numerical value for Babylon, or Babel, which is 34, plus the numerical value for 70, which is Shabaim, or 422. So Fig Tree, 456, is equivalent to Babylon, 34, plus 70, 422. So here we can see the fig tree is associated with the 70 years of Babylonian captivity. But the spiritual principle of the fig tree is also associated with 70, which in the Bible represents completion, and redemption, which is the end of the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel, or the whole house of Jacob. So let's see how this is so. So fig tree, te'enah, once again has a numerical value of 456. The root word for redeem in Hebrew is ga'al. So the Gimel has a numerical value of 3, the Aleph the numerical value of 1, and Lamed numerical value is 30. So the numerical value of Ga'al, or Redeem, in Hebrew is 34. And we've just covered that the Hebrew word for 70, Shavaim, has a numerical value of 422. So the numerical value of fig tree, 456, is associated with the Hebrew word ga'al, redeem, which has a numerical value of 34, plus 70, the Hebrew word shava'im, which has a numerical value of 422. So we have the concept of the fig tree is associated with the Babylonian captivity, plus 70, as well as 70 and the end of the exile. So in the remaining part of this teaching, we're going to develop these two concepts or principles in scriptural detail. And in doing so, we're going to answer the question, are we the last generation? And in order to see how this is so, we must understand the very important biblical principle to understand time, and that is biblical history is prophecy. And that the God of Israel structured the world and the events that would happen in the world, particularly in connection to his people, the nation of Israel, whereas he would prophesy and foreshadow the end in the beginning. We can see how the end is told in the beginning in Isaiah chapter 46 verses 9 through 11 as it is written. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. So in what context is the God of Israel proclaiming that there's nobody like him? Well, it's regarding the fact that in Isaiah chapter 46 verse 10, he shows you the end from the beginning. And he shows you from ancient times the things that have not yet happened, saying, My counsel will stand. What is his counsel? To declare the end from the beginning. And I will do all my pleasure. Now at the end of Isaiah chapter 46 verse 11, I have spoken it. When? In the beginning. I will bring it to pass. When? In the end. I have purposed it. When? In the beginning. I will also do it. When? In the end. 
We can also see how the end is told in the beginning from Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 as it is written. The thing that has been, that is the past or history, is that which shall be, that's the future. And that which is done, the things that are happening today, is that which shall be done in the future. For there's no new thing under the sun. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 15. That which has been, that is the past, is what's happening now. And that which is to be, that is the future, has already been. For God requires in the future that which is the past or history. So we even have a common expression in our culture. History repeats itself. And the reason why it does is because that is how the God of Israel structured time in his creation. So in Jeremiah chapter 25 verse 11, we are told that the southern kingdom's captivity in Babylon was designated to be 70 years. So in Jeremiah chapter 25 verse 11, it is written, And this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment, and these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. So now let's see how the exile, the southern kingdom, that is the house of Judah or the Jewish people, into Babylon and their judgment to be there for 70 years is linked and associated with the generation that will see Yeshua set his feet down on the Mount of Olives. So now in Matthew chapter 24 verse 3, Yeshua was asked by his disciples, what are the signs of your return? So in Matthew chapter 24 verse 3 it is written, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming, and of the end of the age, or the end of the 6,000 years of this present age? So in answering the question, Yeshua went on to say in Matthew chapter 24, verse 32, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. So now Yeshua is communicating that his return at his second coming is linked to us understanding this parable of the fig tree. So he goes on to say, When his branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. Continuing in Matthew chapter 24 verse 33, So likewise you, when you see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. So Yeshua said, Learn a parable of the fig tree. Who's the fig tree. Well, we can see in Hosea chapter 9 verse 10 that Israel is likened to a fig tree. So in Hosea chapter 9 verse 10 it is written, I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers as the first stripe in the fig tree. So regarding this parable of the fig tree, Yeshua went on to say in Matthew chapter 24 verse 34, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass. What generation? The generation that's associated with this parable of the fig tree. That the generation that is linked with the parable of the fig tree will not pass until Yeshua sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives. So who or what is this fig tree? I believe that it is the rebirth of the nation of Israel in the house of Judah or the southern kingdom returning to the land of Israel and establishing that nation which happened in 1948. So since Yeshua said, learn a parable of the fig tree and this generation will not pass till all these things be fulfilled, the next thing we need to understand if the birth of the modern nation of Israel is the time clock of the generation that will see him set his feet down on the Mount of Olives, how long is a generation? 
Well, if we look at Job chapter 42, verse 16, we perhaps can come to a conclusion that a biblical generation is 35 years. Because in Job chapter 42, verse 16, it is written, After this lived Job 140 years, and he saw his sons and his sons' sons even for generations. So from this verse, what would be the average length of a generation? Well, we would take the number of years that Job lived, 140, and divide it by four as he lived to see four generations. And that would give us the average time of a generation is 35 years. So based upon this calculation, given that Yeshua said this generation will not pass, until all these things be fulfilled, if we take the date of the birth of the modern nation of Israel, 1948, and add 35 years, then we should see Yeshua setting his feet down on the Mount of Olives in 1983. Did that happen? Obviously not. So if 35 years is not the correct time frame for the length of the last generation, what else could it be? Might it be 40 years? Well, we could draw this conclusion from Psalm chapter 95 verses 10 and 11 as it is written. 40 years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their heart, and they've not known my ways. Speaking of the generation that came out of Egypt, that received the Torah at Mount Sinai, that spent 40 years in the wilderness before they entered into the promised land. So in Psalm chapter 95 verse 11, Unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest or go into the promised land. So now if we take the year of the rebirth of the modern nation of Israel, 1948, and add the length of time for a generation based upon Psalm chapter 95 verse 10, that is 40 years, based upon this, Yeshua should set his feet down on the Mount of Olives in 1988. But did that happen? Obviously not. So if 35 years isn't the length of time for the final generation, and 40 years is not the length of time of the final generation, how long is the last generation? Could it be between 70 and 80 years? This is based upon Psalm chapter 90 verse 10. The days of our years, or our lifetime, and our lifetime can be seen as a generation, are threescore years and ten, or in other words, 70 years. And if reasoned by strength, they be fourscore years, or 80 years. So here in this verse, a generation, meaning a lifetime, can be defined as 70 or 80 years. So now, if we take the date of the birth of the modern state of Israel, 1948, and add 70 to 80 years, we got a window of time of 2018 to 2028. So will Yeshua set his feet down on the Mount of Olives between 2018 and 2028? Well, the answer is only time will tell. So now let's go back to the parable of the fig tree, where Yeshua told us in Matthew chapter 24, verse 32, learn a parable of the fig tree. Where in the Bible can we find a reference to a parable about a fig tree, or perhaps a parable regarding what a fig tree produces, and that is figs? Well, the answer is Jeremiah chapter 24. Because in Jeremiah chapter 24, we have a parable of good and bad figs, and it's related and associated 
to the captivity of the southern kingdom or the house of Judah or the Jewish people into Babylon. So now let's begin to look at this parable of good and bad figs as given in Jeremiah chapter 24. In Jeremiah chapter 24 verse 1 it is written, The Lord showed me and behold two baskets of figs were set before the temple of the Lord after Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon had carried away captive Jeconiah the son of Jehoiakim king of Judah. So in the literal context the setting of this parable of good and bad figs is associated with the Babylonian captivity of the southern kingdom or the house of Judah. Continuing with the parable in Jeremiah chapter 24 verse 2 one basket had very good figs even like the figs that are first ripe and the other basket had very naughty or very bad figs which could not even be eaten they were so bad. Continuing in Jeremiah chapter 24 verse 3 then said the Lord unto me what do you see Jeremiah and I said figs the good figs are very good and the evil very evil that they cannot even be eaten they are so evil so we're going to see that the good figs is going to be associated with the end of the exile in Jeremiah chapter 24 verses 4 and 5 it is written again the word of the Lord came unto me saying thus says the Lord the God of Israel like these good figs so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah whom I have sent out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans for their good continuing on in Jeremiah chapter 24 verse 6 for I will set my eyes upon them for good and I will bring them again to this land and pay attention to this phrase I will build them and not pull them down I will plant them and not pluck them up so we see a similar phraseology of this in Amos in chapter 9 so in Amos chapter 9 verses 14 and 15 it is written and I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and I will plant them upon their land and they will no more be pulled up or plucked up out of their land which I've given them says the Lord your God. So when the God of Israel is saying he's going to bring his people back to the land and they're no longer going to be pulled up or plucked up from their land it means when he brings them back they are never going to go into exile again. So in other words it's speaking of the end of the exile of his people so the good figs represent the end of the exile next we're going to see that the bad figs are going to represent judgment and specifically these judgments are a parallel of the judgments of the great tribulation in Jeremiah chapter 24 verse 8 and verse 10 it is written and as the evil figs which cannot be eaten they are so evil surely thus is the Lord and I will send the sword the famine and pestilence among them till they be consumed from off the land that I gave unto them and to their fathers so the sword the famine and pestilence are judgments from Revelation chapter 6 that we refer to as the four horses of the apocalypse and the judgments of these four horses of the apocalypse are going to be associated with the judgments of the great tribulation and the coming of the day of the Lord going back to the good figs they are prophesied to know that Yeshua is the Messiah how can we see this in Jeremiah chapter 24 verse 7 it is written and I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord so who's the Lord that they're going to know that prior they didn't know it's going to be Yeshua the Messiah and they will be my people and I will be their God this is marriage language and it's associated with 
the end of the exile, and Yeshua being one with his people. And they will return unto me with their whole heart. So when in the last generation is the Jewish people going to believe and receive Yeshua as the Messiah? And when are we going to see the end of the exile of his people, which would include both northern kingdom and southern kingdom, and bring them back to the land of Israel where they will never be pulled or plucked up from the land? Well, it's going to take place after 70 years. We can see this from Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 10. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, the parable of the fig tree. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.